Welcome, welcome, welcome to Astro Tea. This is a weekly astro forecast that we host every Sunday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. BST, to take a closer look at the transits and cosmic energy of the week ahead. So join our group here on Clubhouse and share this with your friends, share the room out with your family so they can get all the tea too for the upcoming week. If you have not already, join our email list. And don't forget to purchase your copy of the Astro Tea Journal available on Amazon. Just go to the, the link at the top of the room to receive all the exclusive tea. And let's get into it. Hey, Sol. Hey, y'all. Happy Sunday. Thank you again for joining us for yet another week, another episode. And thank you for the people who show up consistently. We see you. We love you. We appreciate you. And for anyone who is joining us for the first time, what we're going to do is run through the transits of the upcoming week day by day from the perspective of astrology and the tarot. And then we're going to turn on hand raising at the end to have a conversation on stage to speak, especially since we have the new moon in Virgo coming up. We got a lot going on this week, so that is definitely not the only thing you can uh, share your insights on. (laughs) You'll see we're going to get started um, on a high note. So anything that you have to share uh, with us in between then, definitely feel free to use the room chat. So if you want to grab some tea, some coffee, some water, get your Astro Tea Journal, we're going to start right into it tomorrow, Monday, August 22nd. We have the sun entering Virgo. And I'm like, where has the time gone? You know, Leo season has come in so bright, so hot, moving in with all the fire, with all the heat, with all the passion. And so we're shifting into Virgo season tomorrow. And so Virgo is a mutable earth sign it is feminine um, and it's also the feminine side of mercury right so mars just entered gemini uh, yesterday and that's like the masculine side of mercury and virgo is the feminine side so we'll have both of um, two you know prominent personal planets in the yin and yang side of mercury at the same time and in the traditional zodiac virgo corresponds to the sixth house which is all about personal integration Uh, physical and psychological health, your day-to-day work and responsibilities, and also personal service, right? Being of service to yourself, being of service to other people, and a huge theme. I remember, like, I'm so blessed that Empress and I have been doing Astro Tea for so long because I kept thinking about all the things we talked about last Virgo season about health, nutrition, preventative health, especially. And that's something that came through very, very strong for me as well. It's like utilizing health, healing, nutrition and productivity to be able to really focus our energy at this time using all those things to like feel our best whether that's you know physical exercise taking our supplements um doing like herbal cleanses and remedies and detoxing whatever is going to help us feel focused and just some themes generally that you know write these down let's see how these play out on the collective stage during virgo season some insights that i got were Um, service workers and employees just generally prioritizing their mental health. So whether that's establishing more boundaries at work, quitting their job, uh, changing industries, unionizing or going on strike. Like I feel like we're going to realize like how much service workers really carry our economy and like are the backbone of our livelihood, you know, by by feeling like their absence or feeling them demanding more for themselves. So we're really going to like feel that. 
Um, I was getting something about the military either receiving criticism or being under some sort of like investigative research um, by people who are trying to see like if things are of like absolute integrity. Um, we're going to have conversations about the benefits of spe celibacy, especially for those who are on a spiritual journey. Like what role did celibacy like play in their spiritual journey and integration? Um, unusual and unpredictable climate especially when the sun trines uranus retrograde on september 11th i'll talk a, li a little bit about that more later in the week but just strange weather especially i'm just getting something very strong about this trine between the sun and virgo and uranus that is happening in september um changes to the food service industry especially with things like doordash and uber eats um earth tones seeing a lot of earth tones in fashion makeup and interior design some sort of spotlight talking about sweat sweatshops and unethical working conditions. Um, a lot of talk about medicinal herbs, like the ex expansion and normalization of cannabis and shrooms as well for like um, mental health and psychological health purposes. Um, health and nutrition as preventative medicine, again, which we talked a lot about last year. Sleeplessness due to mental hyperactivity, like that's how you know that you're very like mentally active if you're gonna, if you have trouble sleeping during Virgo season. And then also um, treating, like instead of treating just a symptom, try to get to the root cause of the il il uh, illment, illness or ailment, right? Instead of, for example, trying to take Tums for your stomach, what emotional or spiritual um, in like disorder, right? Um, disorganization is causing you to have an upset stomach. Like what is that? Is it when you feel anxious? Is it when you feel stressed? Like trying to get to the root instead of treating the symptom. And then lastly, it's a great time for herbal remedies and Reiki, um, just natural practices in order to make you feel more aligned and integrated. So those are just some things on the collective level I was seeing for Virgo season, but I'm excited, um, Empress, for you to talk more about like our spiritual, like the spiritual personal aspects of Virgo season, especially since you're a Virgo. So happy Virgo season to all the Virgos out there. So Empress, what's your take on this? Yes, this this season is just a really beautiful time um, for us in general. But we have the sun entering Virgo, and this is literally happening at on the first day of the week to bring the weekend. So in the tarot, this is the sun enters the hermit energy or the Knight of Pentacles. And what a forecast to kick off this week. As so mentioned, there's a lot for us to get into, um, but I love how it's starting off. Virgo season is here. And so happy birthday, happy solar return to all the Virgo Astro fam out there, including myself. Um, and so the sun here is bringing happiness, positivity, energy, and vitality as it's represented in the tarot, wherever it goes, right? And in the energy of the hermit, this is bringing our collective energetic focus to the wisdom that we have within us to get us into a collective flow this season that's really going to help to uncover answers through the process of introspection and that's going to help leave us more unafraid of our fears and more ready to conquer the world essentially and so with the knight of pentacles also here this is definitely that energy of movement in the solo sense. And so being able to really embrace introspection to really connect with any of those subconscious motivations and those secrets that can help you to appreciate where you are in life right now 
as well as learning how to be more efficient with the way you spend your time, okay? This could be through your daily habits, your daily routines, right? I love how, Sol, you mentioned your health, right? A lot of times, um, and obviously the reason why we eat food and what happens when we consume food is that it's processed to give us energy through the digestive system, right? And through other systems internally. So there's a very internal and introspective process that happens by us engaging with food to promote our nutrition, promote better health within ourselves and just give ourselves a better source of energy and vitality to help us to focus on our goals and vision. So this is really the perfect moment to be patient with yourself, to be responsible with your goals and visions. Um, really stick with them and even isolate yourself if necessary, like the hermit, to locate the source of your internal power and strength. When you look at the hermit card, you see that a small source of light that the hermit has with them, whether it's in form of a lantern. I'm using today the modern witch tarot. She has a star necklace on that is a source of light in the uh, particularly dark space using dark hues and colors to um, depict her surroundings. And so really using yourself as that source of internal power and strength um, during this season, because um, you know, you have the sun energy within you, you have energy within you to sustain you in dark times or in times when you need to isolate or introspect. Um, as Virgo is the mutable energy of Earth that helps to transfer us from the summer season to the fall season, we're also adjusting to seeing the sun less and less, right? Um, we've all heard of like spring forward fall back when we're changing time frame so this is literally introducing that energy of the fall as we're now coming out of summer and coming into the fall season right which will start with libra and so this like the helmet card begins the journey as a collective into more darkness essentially right it's going to prepare us to be led by our stubborn persistence and our ability to keep going through discomfort right getting organized being prepared is really a major key and so we can definitely see classes we can see courses being offered to help increase skills at this time you may also feel like during the season taking a class to enhance your skills in some area is, you know, in alignment or the best idea. Um, we're going to see planners, journals, calendars um, become more popular during this time. As we know, this is one of the, the, you know, very marked times for us to start school. So starting school back around this time as well, um, as you can tell that it's in tune with that energy. So Virgo is associated with the throat chakra is what I'll say in closing. So be impeccable with your words, be impeccable with your thoughts, be aware of those things, analyze your thoughts and your the words that you're speaking, both to yourself and others. Um, also analyze the energy you're using um, and on what frequency that energy is on, because that's really going to help you to learn the most about yourself, which I'll get more into with more transits for this week, um, as well as how you can be more discerning with that energy to um, perhaps help with that introspective process during this season. So that's what I'll say about Monday's energy for the sun entering Virgo. Let's get into Tuesday, Soul. So Tuesday, August 23rd, we have the moon and Cancer will be in conjunct Saturn and Aquarius and Saturn is retrograde right now. And now that um, Uranus has moved retrograde, we officially have all the outer planets retrograde. So just keep that in mind. A lot of collective changes um, are occurring right now. 
And so this is going to happen at 21 degrees. So the moon will be at 21 degrees Cancer in conjunct Saturn at 21 degrees Aquarius. And 21 degrees corresponds to Sagittarius energy. And the relationship between Cancer and Aquarius speaks to community and our own sense of uniqueness that we bring into those spaces and communities. So this day was is very intense. Like I was feeling this very much personally in my life as well about how there's a need for us to change, right? And become masters of a particular discipline which comes with having to face emotional discomfort, right? We're being asked to express parts of ourselves that we'd rather prefer to keep private because when we keep it to ourselves, no one really asks anything of us. And we can practice this skill or this talent or this gift in a private controlled environment, which is everything that Saturn in Aquarius isn't. And so with the moon and cancer, right? This is our emotions, our feeling of emotional stability and security. Their priority with the moon and cancer is to stay safe and protected in their shell, right? Think about the crab. But Saturn is requiring us to step into a space where we might feel exposed or out of water, literally. <laughs> and this is pro, uh, this is to prove our commitment to change. But it also might be a time for an upgraded shell that we have to step out of our current one to fit into, right? Crabs don't just like stack shells on top of one, or, one another. You have to leave and exit the place that you call home, the place that's familiar to you in order to run into another shell. For those of you who had, my cousins had crabs growing up, so it was cool to see them get like new upgraded shells for their crab from time to time. So think about it, you have to get it to run out of its current home into the other one, right? And so perhaps it's opportunities that we previ previously turned down or shied away from that now we'll be crossing paths with again, especially since Saturn is retrograde. So whether it's the same opportunities or just similar lessons, something that you know that the wheels are coming back around, the planets are coming back around, right? And especially since the moon will be passing over Lilith just a few hours before this transit, right? Lilith is where we want to be wild and untamed, but instead have felt repression and shame. We have to decide if we're going to be uncomfortable in bringing in the change needed to level up, or if we're going to be uncomfortable in turning down the opportunities that we know would serve as a catalyst for this change. And this like hit really like close to home as well for me about how I feel like I've been not taking full advantage of certain opportunities because of how I feel. But with Virgo, like as we just talked about, it's getting to the root cause and not the symptom. Like, okay, sure, I can overcome this, these feelings on a one-time thing, great. But is that solving the reason why these feelings come up? You know, how instead, even if that makes it seem like I'm moving slower, how can I get to the root cause of the things that are causing those feelings? And so since we're dealing with the Sagittarius degree, right, 21 degrees, there's an opportunity for an experience and a wild ride that will serve as wisdom when we actually get to go through it. You know, we don't know how wise an experience will come out of this experience with if we never even try to put ourselves in these situations of change and growth and progress. So 
that's what I have for Tuesday with this in conjunction. Like that was hitting heavy <laughs> for me, especially since it deals with the moon and our emotions and our sense of comfort versus change. So Empress, what does this look like in the tarot for you? That was so beautifully said. And I have like a slightly different approach, but it's literally that same energy being translated in a different way. So I really love that message. And um, obviously the, the visual I got with like the crabs leaving one shell to go to another, that was really cool. So for Tuesday with the moon in Cancer in conjunct Saturn retrograde in Aquarius in the tarot, this is the two of cups energy in conjunct the five of swords in the reverse. And so the two of cups, is a card in the tarot that speaks to attraction and connection between partners and this can be in a romantic friendly or even a work-related manner okay and the five of swords reverse is indicating openness to compromise this can also be um separation due to a difference in focus um as well as forgiveness okay and so with the sun entering the home just yesterday at this point in the week the shift of focus to introspection and that application of knowledge is taking a look at what you can learn about yourself from analyzing relationships that you enjoy and have been able to build mutual connection in, as well as the situations and relationships where you've had to stick up for yourself and make more of an effort to either resolve an issue or potentially walk away. So there's a lot that you can learn about yourself from both situations, right? From those situations that you love that gave you that warm, fuzzy feeling inside and those situations where it was like, I'm ready to scrap, you know? You can, you can learn something about yourself from both those situations. Um, and now it's all requiring your attention at this point in the week so that you can better get to know your universe of two, your, the, what makes you emotionally feel good and how you communicate with yourself and others in the mental space with the five of swords in reverse. And so analyzing things from the other person um, or the third party's perspective could really allow you to gain knowledge that you can apply in your own life. And that's gonna in turn become wisdom for you, right? To live by and to be able to teach others. So now is not the time to fight with one another. It's a time to listen. It's a time to gain perspective from one another, even if you don't agree. Now is also not a time to only surround yourself with those yes men, with those yes women that agree with every single thing that you say that, you know, you're two peas in a pod, you know, now is not that time to only surround yourself with those types of people. Now is the time to be able to engage with the community, right? With this Saturn and Aquarius being represented by the five of swords in the reverse. It's a time to be able to engage in the community in a way that we can get to experience others that we can find common ground with even if you don't agree with everything that each other have to say or all of the beliefs that you are, you both have, right? Humanity's unique. Humanity has different visions for the future, but humanity is also connected and humanity must find a way to communicate that will end up increasing the vibration for us all. And that's what really um, sticks out, especially with the Saturn and Aquarius energy. We're at a moment in the collective where 
we have so many opinions being thrown around, so many different points of view, people wanting to identify in so many different ways. And we can either look at all of the differences and say, I don't want to associate with anyone that doesn't believe in the same A to Z things that I agree with. Or we can say, even though there's so much variation and uniqueness and, and difference in the world right now, where can we all find some type of common ground? Where can we all find something to, to um, teach us something about ourselves internally based on an opposing view that someone else outside of us has? Um, so there's really a beautiful opportunity on this day, specifically right after the sun enters Virgo, for us to have that introspective opportunity when it comes to those opposing energies. Um, so I really love what this quincunx is bringing in so early in the week. Um, and that's all I'll say about Tuesday. Let's go ahead and get into Wednesday's forecast. So I love, love, love what you said about not now is not the time to fight with one another, but it's a time to listen and gain perspective, even if we don't agree. Like definitely y'all put a pin in that because we'll be talking about Mercury going into Libra later this week. And I feel like that is the theme right now, like focusing less on, oh, we're so different but realizing we are different people yes but actually we have more in common with what we're striving to create or to initiate than we may have initially thought because of how different we are so i love that point and that's a theme that carries on into the week so definitely y'all keep that part in mind because that was a gem that empress just gave us so moving on to wednesday august 24th this is what i was just talking about um in terms of saturn being retrograde now uranus is shifting into retrograde in taurus on wednesday august 24th so at this point is officially when all of our outer planets our collective planets things that speak to as empress was saying we're all existing in the same space and time right now as different and unique as we are all of these outer planets these collective consciousness planets are shifting in a retrograde uh, manner in order for us to realize like there's power in numbers there's power in seeing our our um our similarities rather than having this like out group bias of saying oh us versus them right there's a lot of things that are are calling to us to recognize what are our similarities, even if that's just in, wow, we're existing in the same space and time in this moment, in this timeline, right? So Uranus will be stationing retrograde at 18 degrees, which corresponds to Virgo energy, which is again, why I keep feeling this like emphasis on when Virgo, uh, the sun in Virgo trines Uranus and Taurus on September 11th, because for it to be initiating retrograde in a Taurus, uh, excuse me, in a Virgo degree, I really feel like there's something between this relationship between Virgo and Taurus that is going to be very important for us to learn during this retrograde cycle. So Uranus will be retrograde until January 22nd, 2023. So just buckle in <laughs> uh, for this ride because we're going to be on it for a little hot minute, right? And during its retrograde period, Uranus will be squaring Saturn and Venus. And that to me definitely speaks to changes in our interpersonal relationships, our relationship with wealth, um, seeing like our politics, changing uh, polit our political system, and also changes in the stock market and just like commodities and goods as well. And uh, usually Uranus, right, which we call the awakener, 
it brings about unexpected change and innovation but when it moves retrograde it's really a call for us to embrace this revolutionary change in a way that's a lot more internal and interpersonal and psychological right changes that we can make to our own programming and our own code our genetic code especially as it relates to our value system because we're dealing with Taurus, right? Which speaks to what we value, the value we see that we have, our capacity to generate value, right? Um, rather than trying to change the world. Like, I feel like we already have Saturn and Aquarius. It's a very collective, um, you know, for my man, for my fellow woman, for my fellow people. Like, I feel like, yes, that is a theme, but I really feel like this Uranus going retrograde is about how can we work on ourselves to then bring that best version of ourselves into the collective spaces that we enter. And so this retrograde will feel very, very transformative to those of us who have fixed placements. If you have any fixed placements in your birth chart from 14 degrees to 18 degrees, because that's... um. Uranus will go direct in January at 14 degrees. So it's gonna retrograde for about four degrees backwards. Um, this retrograde, it may feel for all of us, but especially for those fixed placements, like waking up in a different timeline or waking up in this alternate reality that now calls for you to make changes <laughs> that support this new version of your life that kind of showed up overnight which is difficult for the fixed sign of Taurus, right? That is all about comfort and stability. But the task at hand for this Uranus retrograde is how can we trade security for authenticity? And so on a collective level, since Uranus is an outer planet, think back to December 2021. That was the last time that we had Uranus um, squaring Saturn. And this square between Uranus and Saturn is going to happen in October of 2022. So we might see, you know, I, I don't think this COVID narrative is going anywhere. We might see some sort of resurgence in the media or this and that, or utilizing cold and flu season to bring up COVID again, which is why I remember last year Empress and I were so much about like preventative medicine like get your immune system strong now before cold, uh, cold and flu season we might see more political instability we might see more natural disasters involving the wind and water impacting the land right Taurus earth um, and then lastly seeing some radical shifts to simplicity to minimalism to natural beauty and fashion changes in our agricultural systems and then changes it'd be interesting to track like consumer spending because i feel like what we spend our money on will also shift um with uranus retrograde as well in taurus so that's what i was getting for this empress i kind of looked at some of the things you were going to say so i'm excited to hear what you um have to share for uranus going retrograde in taurus yes this today's forecast is so juicy not only because you know Taurus energy trines Virgo so we're gonna see more of this throughout Virgo season but also because the north node is in Taurus right so I really love that this transit is coming through at, in such a powerful week like literally this is the first week of Virgo and we're getting hit with all of these intense um energies especially on that introspective level i love how you mentioned 
being able to generate self-value, right? Working on ourselves and our own programming. That is exactly, as you said, like such an important focus for us to be having, especially as we're going to be going into the later months of the year and into fall and winter season. I also love what you mentioned about trading security for authenticity. And this is really a major time in our just in humanity's history for us to be able to do things that we love to do and make money from it. You know, this is really a time for us to capitalize on that. We spoke last week during um, some of a couple of the transits about um, people, especially with like Mars and Gemini energy, um, wanting to make shifts, um, taking action um, to make changes, especially with their job, with their occupation, where they're spending their energy, where they're, you know, um, communicating. So I really love that this energy is coming in to kind of solidify that and help us to come into making decisions through ourselves. That's going to increase our internal value and help us see that we can bring those internal values to the external world. Um, so for Wednesday with Uranus retrograde in Taurus in the tarot, this is the full retrograde in the Hierophant or the King of Pentacles energy. And so the full in the upright really represents the energy of new beginnings, right? It's a zero. It represents fresh starts and fearless adventure. While in the reverse, those energies are either going to be internalized by those in the collective or opposed completely by things like doubt, resistance, um, hesitance, and a lack of enthusiasm. So the full in the energy of the Hierophant, right? Uranus going into the being in the energy of Taurus can bring sudden and unexpected moments and situations to be able to come face to face with our fears and those things that we've been intentionally avoiding committal to, right? So how have you been avoiding opportunities for you to showcase your value to the community, to those new heights? And how is this avoidance linked to your inability to work diligently on educating and excelling yourself in those ways that will lead to more effective leadership of yourself and other people? right? Those are some really key questions for us to ask during this transit. It's going to be put in our face. Um, so we have to be willing to answer those questions and deal with those things for the sake of our growth and increasing, as so mentioned, our self-value. So with this happening at a Virgo degree, now that the sun is in Virgo, this can definitely be felt in both the body and the mind, right? They're both off signs. So you you may definitely feel it. Um, Taurus, is so, Taurus energy is associated with the neck. Um, Virgo is associated with the digestive system, right? So any tension that you're feeling... <laughs> in the neck, any irregularity with your digestive process, right? Could be linked to this transit. If you keep eating junk food and then all of a sudden during Virgo season, it's not agreeing with your system, look at your uh, ability to have value for self, value for your pentacle, your body, right? And how you can make those changes. Um, those, so be mindful, I would say. Um, this tension or ir uh, irregularity <laughs> you feel in those locations of your body are really essentially mimicking the habits, right? The behaviors and the thoughts that you may also be holding on to that your spirit wants to release for the sake of your growth. 
And in society, on a larger scale, this could really play out in the unexpected tone that society may take when it comes to going back to embracing natural beauty, about how women and men, you know, possibly remove implants and injections from surgical procedures that they got to enhance their bodily features that, you know, now they realize they don't need. So this is things like, you know, the BBL, these are lip fillers, cheek fillers, you know, getting those things dissolved. Um, also boob jobs, getting silicone removed. Um, I've seen I've seen a couple of things, to be honest, just in later on this week, like yesterday, I saw um, that uh, Carly Red from Love and Hip Hop, she got like some fillers in her cheeks and like in her lips or whatever, whatever work she got done. Um, a lot of people were giving her slack for it in the media. A lot of people were telling her like, you looked so beautiful naturally, why did you change? And then really shortly after she made that decision, Tommy Lee, another love and hip hop, um, you know, star, she came out and was like, you know what? I realized that I really loved my natural look better than you know, now that I have these lip fillers. So I'm actually at the doctor right now getting them dissolved. And she went live um, and shared that experience. Um, I've seen other stories of, you know, women going to doctors to get BBLs. And when the doctor's in the consultation with them, asking them like, why do you want to get this procedure done? You know, and they tell him, uh, if it's for superficial reasons, which most times from what doctors admit it is, they the doctors have more of that stance of, well, this wouldn't be good for your mental health because you don't have enough fat on your body. You need to gain this much weight. Are you comfortable with gaining 20 to 30 pounds? Is that really worth your mental health? You know, like, so just being able to have more conversation about being able to embrace your natural beauty and your self-value instead of looking for external fixes for things. Of course, you know, um, these these procedures like are still gonna be had because people would like to get them done. It's ultimately whatever choice you come down to, right? No guilt, no trying to make anyone feel a certain way if they do want these things. Um, but I'm just saying that I feel that during this time, uh, we may see a lot more people choosing to get removals um, in their body in other places that they maybe got fillers done in an attempt to enhance, uh, to appreciate their natural beauty a bit more. Um, there could also be more talk of conscious fashion. I was seeing that as well. I love how you mentioned that as well for Sun Enters Virgo. Um, but I feel like this is definitely something that can help take unexpected turns in like more conscious fashion um, being uh, advertised in the media specifically. Uh, just conscious fashion practices like recycling um, clothes or wearing fashion over and over again, things like that. We could also see news of the cause of food and crop shortages that we've been experiencing. Those things could be revealed, particularly with the selfish values that some of the powerful people um, that are put in place in society have used to make the decisions that affect us at large, especially when it comes to their financial profit. Um, so I think we could definitely see some news come out when it comes to the intentional burning of crops, the intentional, you know, intentional means to um, cause financial gain to powerful people and companies. Uh, so that's what I'm seeing for Uranus retrograde in Taurus. Um, really powerful transit. Uh, let's see how that unfolds. But let's get into Thursday. So 
Oh, I love there was so much great stuff that you mentioned. And uh, I've seen so many conversations about divesting from fast fashion. It's very interesting. I feel like people are making more like ethical decisions as consumers. But I've just personally on my feeds have been seeing a lot of like trying to shop local or shop sustainable fashion, like you said, and not really give our money, right, our value, our attention, our dollars to a lot of these um, fast fashion um, companies that we know don't have the most ethical um, or original business practices. But anyways, <laughs> so to talk about Mercury going into Libra. So remember this pin that I asked y'all to put in what Empress had said about um, focusing on our similarities or our common goals and not trying to fight or argue people who are um, different in some way. This is a time to like reactivate what we told y'all to put a pin in uh, because Thursday, August 25th, Mercury is going into Libra. So what is Mercury? Let's break it down, right? Let's talk about what is Mercury? What is Libra? So then what does Mercury entering Libra mean for us personally and in the collective? And if y'all have Mercury and Libra in your natal chart, of course, it's going to play. Or if you have like Mercury and Aries, Mercury and Cancer, Mercury and Capricorn, uh, this transit is really going to be a significant time of like change and observation and just like um, attention, right? A lot of mental attention on this transit. So Mercury is a planet of learning and communication and it links our spirit to our body through the information that we receive and process, right? Which we call downloads or insights or intuition or um, messages, right? Mercury deals with what we communicate about, our speech, our comprehension, our perception, our memory, reasoning, the information that we take in, whether that's books, TV, movies, podcasts, the news, right? Those are all individually ruled by different signs, right? Like books would be like Gemini, movies is like Leo and Pisces, but just generally anything that we're taking something in, especially like a documentary, right? We're taking it in for information. They're like mercurial things, generally speaking. And also um, local travel as well. So very interesting to see if Mercury and Libra has any influence in like where you decide to go for local travel. If you're like, oh, I want to visit these like outlet malls in the other side of town, like that might have that Libra influence because you're thinking about fashion and shopping, right? So Libra is a cardinal air sign and it seeks to cooperate with other people in order to create harmony and justice. And it has the capacity to initiate meaningful relationships. So whether that's a spouse, a business partner, or individual clients, Libra is all about one-to-one relationships. So now that we got those two things um, separately, let's put it together, right? What is Mercury going into Libra? It's about believing in our ideas wholeheartedly so that when we communicate them, people can really feel our passion and want to get on board and supporting us. Cooperation is about pursuing common goals with others, even if you're completely different people and have seemingly opposing methods to reaching that goal, just like Empress was talking about earlier. That's where communication, right, Mercury comes in on being solution oriented and actually trying to bridge the gap between your differences rather than fixating on them. And then fairness in communication is also a key part of Mercury and Libra. If you lead in anger, if you lead in impatience, if you lead in the superiority of your purpose, people will react in ways that reflect that right back to you. So it's not saying you have to be like nice, but it's more about 
creating conversations around fairness. Don't interrupt people if you don't want to be interrupted. Don't judge people's opinions if you don't want that same type of energy in the space, right? And then just some themes like Empress says, this is juicy. <laughs> some themes for Mercury going into Libra. We might see lawsuits, civil lawsuits. We might see marriages and divorces, especially divorces that are due to irreconcilable differences. Why? Because they're not trying to unionize with their differences. They're seeing their differences as something that should lead to separation rather than just offering different perspectives. People seeking therapy, um, people actually getting an increase in clients as a result of making difficult but ethical like um, and just decisions, right? Thinking like, oh, I have to do this for the, like, I have to do the right thing. Is this going to impact my business negatively? And actually you doing the right thing makes people who are drawn to like ethical business practices more like they, they're drawn to you or vice versa people losing clients or their business being like up all up in the news for making unethical decisions we might see some political alliances um allegations of illegal or unconstitutional behavior from somebody in the judicial system or like criminal justice system whether a judge a lawyer somebody in the house right or the senate something like that um, amends and apologies, people coming back around to apologize for previous behavior. I was getting something about a book um, that someone writes about the harms of beauty pageants, whether this is like a toddlers and tiaras person who talks about like the unethical practices of child beauty pageants or like a former Miss America, something like that. That's what I was getting. Um, opportunities for men and women to actually come together to unite so be mindful of spaces that are created for conflict and discord. Um, I see those a lot on Clubhouse where it's just like for people to air their grievances in ways that are not productive. Like these are just meant to siphon your energies at a time where we can really come together as men and women to work through our issues. And just remember, you have more power in the one-to-one -one relationships that you have already with the opposite sex, like whether that's your uncles, your cousins, your brothers, right, or vice versa, your aunts, your uh, nieces, you know, your sisters. You have more capacity for change and trying to have meaningful conversations with men or women in your personal life than you do with like convincing a random stranger on Clubhouse, right? Just be mindful of your energy. And then also, I uh, lastly, I got something about art theft. We'll see how that plays out as well. Um, just some sort of like heist of like art um, or precious, like valuable jewelry. And then also protest and civil unrest that I feel like what we talked about with Virgo season about a lot of service workers demanding more rights. I feel like we might see it in terms of like service workers or unions or things like that. So we'll see how that plays out. But that's what I was getting for Mercury going into Libra. It's going to be a very eventful social time. So what does this look like in the tarot, Empress? Yes, very social and eventful. So on Thursday, we have Mercury entering Libra and in the tarot, this is a magician entering the energy of justice or the queen of swords. And so the magician entering justice is a time of severe accountability is what I was getting, especially for your perspective and the truthful consequences of your decisions here. And so this transit is coming at such divine timing, like, 
I couldn't, I was trying to think of a different way to say juicy, but like it's coming at such divine timing, guys, and confirming the beautiful world that we can all create if only we start with ourselves, which is a great, con uh, a great just concept that Soul mentioned earlier on in this week with having that self value, being able to generate that, especially with Uranus retrograde in Taurus. This week's energy goes together like steak and potatoes if I ate steak. So the magician knows that there is responsibility to bring about the creation. The magician uses the resources that they, that are available to them to get to work. And so the magician in justice is able to admit which tools have been at their disposal that they've not been using and taking ownership of in the world around them you know, that has been created by the law of cause of cause and effect. And so this is a time of honesty in a loving way that will support action into better relationships with your divine feminine and divine masculine energies internally and externally. And the queen of swords being here feels the hurt of all that she's been through, right? While simultaneously being mature and leading her thoughts and words to herself and others responsibly in truth. So this is a time when, yes, it's okay for you to be able to feel the hurt of what someone said to you when they were talking over you. But as Soul mentioned, treat others how you want to be treated. You know, even if someone treats you in a way that you don't want to be treated, does that mean that you have to go to their level and start conducting yourself in a way that's outside of how you really want someone to conduct themselves when they're around you or when they're in your energy this is where with the queen of swords it's being able to be mature and leading your thoughts and words responsibly even though you feel that emotional connection because she's the queen right that's the feminine energy so this is a time to speak and think in a way that reflects the elevation that reflects the evolution of your mind and we may see admittals of truth from people in the collective that are possibly guilty of spreading lies right of any kind um this could be about their role in relationships or partnerships specifically or just about themselves or others right um as so mentioned i agree laws and court decisions um specifically what i was getting regarding relationships could be more prevalent as well in the media and just in general um i was also getting that some people may be speaking very honestly about how certain relationships have caused hurt that they admit to taking out on others, right? Such as children or other partners. Because you treated me this way, now our children get this type of energy and treatment from me. Because you treated me this way, now any future partner um, since you doesn't get certain aspects of me or they get this more aggressive hurt side of me rather than the more mutual, you know, uh, loving aspect of me that will promote more balance within the relationship and that scales, right? Um, parents' um, effect on children could also be brought up during Mercury and Libra, specifically through their words and actions. Um, so that could also be highlighted during this transit is what I'm seeing as well. Um, but I really feel like in general this week so far, we're only on Thursday, but all of the energy is coming together so well to really cause us to have that ability to look in the mirror and balance both of that feminine and masculine energy in the in the form of holding accountability, having introspection, and then reasserting our sense of self-value. So um, we're at a really, really great point in the week this week.
Um, let's go ahead and get into Friday. So, so Friday, August 26th, we have Venus and Leo is squaring Uranus and Taurus, which is retrograde now at this point. So the relationship between Taurus and Leo is about indulgence and pleasure. And this is happening at 18 degrees, right? Virgo, we're seeing that energy again. So for me, this came through very straightforward about having discernment and really utilizing our intuition to recognize whether the changes that we're making are coming from, that the desire comes from within right? And not as a response to want to move into another box of conformity. So like, what do I mean by that? A lot of the things that Empress and I talked about, whether it's changes, because Uranus and Taurus is bringing changes with how we relate to our environment and our reality, right? The moon is exalted in Taurus. So our five senses, what we feel, what we smell, what we taste, what we touch, what we hear, right? It's all shifting or changing in some way, which externally or in a mundane sense looks like, okay, different fashion trends, or like you said, people going back to more natural forms of beauty or people valuing and investing in different things, right? Making sure that we have value of what that's supposed to provide to us as an individual, right? Venus and Leo, what value do are we invested in? How does that make us feel passionate for living passionate for ourselves like not just hopping on another trend like okay cool people getting their bbls and fillers removed i'm gonna do that too like what happens if five years down the road we go through another resurgence of cosmetic enhancements are you gonna put it back you know what i mean or people's you know idea of interior design shifts okay and now i gotta go redecorate my whole house because this is not the trend anymore it's like we naturally shift over time don't get me wrong as we grow and as we evolve our taste changes our values changes we don't i mean i <laughs> i'm glad i don't dress the same way i did 10 years ago that's all i'm gonna say i have evolved i've learned more um, a lot of those shifts are influenced or impacted or inspired by certain trends or going back into time, right? We're in a very like 80s, 90s dominant trend right now with fashion. Like naturally we're gonna have inspiration, but all I'm saying is making sure that these shifts that we do make during Uranus and Taurus come from a place of self-confidence and not just moving into another trend because that's the problem with trend mentalities is that they're always going to shift. So if we identify ourselves, whether it's our standard of beauty or our sense of value or what we invest money in, you know, if we're business people, yes, that's something that we always have to be mindful of. Okay, the trends are changing. So how do I evolve as a business? Great, sure, I agree. But as an individual, making sure that we still stand on our square of confidence regardless of where the trends are are wanting uh, uh, to shift us in because remember this is about collective um the collectivist movement this is an outer planet so how do certain powers and influences want the masses to move and are there things that are against your values right and if so how do you stay fixed even if certain trends are pushing people in a specific direction so kind of straightforward energy for what i got for friday empress what's your take on the square between venus and uranus I agree. Really straightforward on today. To be honest, Friday, Venus is not playing. We have Venus and Leo squaring Uranus retrograde in Taurus. And in the tarot, this is the Empress in the energy of strength or the King of Wands squaring the Fool in the reverse in the Hierophant or King of Pentacles energy. And so understanding something on this day is really vital. And this is kind of how it came to me. 
Long-term pleasure comes from satisfaction with your life. Satisfaction with your life comes from actions that brought forth fruitful results. Fruitful results come from devotion, dedication, and loyalty to giving constant attention and energy to something. So some of us in the collective want to experience pleasure and have our creations manifest in our realities, in our actual worlds, without taking necessary leaps of faith to prove the level of commitment and strength you have to being resilient with your beliefs. And so with this transit happening at a Virgo degree, there could be more work that is required of you. There could be more organization that is required of you. There could be more service that is required of you. And this is in order to bring about the long-term pleasure, the long-term abundance that you would like to experience, right? This could be why you have a goal with wanting to grow your hair at a certain length, but you haven't been able to quite reach it. Your hair has been at this stagnant point where you haven't been able to get to pass a certain length because maybe you're not being consistent with washing your hair once a week to get that moisture um, trained, right? To get your hair moisture trained. Maybe you're not um, holding up with your, the amount of trims that you need to get, right? Right? And I specifically put this forward because, you know, hair, our main strength, Leo, Venus and Leo, right? So it could be a hair goal that you haven't quite been able to reach, but it has to do with your level of consistency. You want those fruitful results, but you don't have the devotion. You don't have the dedication. You don't have the loyalty, right? You don't have the resilience. You may have a body goal, but you haven't been able to reach that body goal. Why? because maybe you haven't been devoted to going to the gym. Maybe you haven't been dedicated to eating right, okay? You have a business goal, but you've not been able to reach it. You haven't been devoted, dedicated, loyal, resilient, having that level of commitment and strength and courage that it takes, right? So allow your actions to align with your values in a fixed way like the King of Wands and the King of Pentacles in this transit. Instead of having them walk at these cross purposes and by doing so, by bringing those energies together, right? They're both fixed energies. By bringing that together, you're able to witness the progression that takes place for you in doing that. So really powerful, short, sweet to the point energy, but I love how this is placed in the week because it's a, a kind of like a pit stop. <laughs> Wait till we get to Sunday, boy. Wait till we get, <laughs> I'm done with you in these visuals. <laughs> but seriously, like it's it's very straightforward, but it's one of those days that really makes you just like, literally like you see Vivica, like, oh my God, clutching my pulse. The Empress is on her throne, like damn, you know? So something to think about, food for thought. Um, but let's go ahead and get into the weekend, so. I needed that. I just need to read Denise's comment. She said, one thing Empress is going to do is give you a good Sunday dragging. <laughs> I felt, I yeah, I think we all needed that about because, and, and it, this flows so beautifully into the new moon in Virgo that we're going to talk about right now on Saturday. So just don't lose what Empress just said, because that is a whole word 
and is very, very on point to the direction that we're moving in, right? So Saturday, the new moon in Virgo is happening at four degrees Virgo. And we know that in astrology from a technical perspective, okay, what is a new moon? A new moon is when the sun and the moon are at the same, uh, in the same sign at the same degree. So we have the sun at four degrees Virgo exactly conjunct the moon at four degrees Virgo. So four degrees deals with cancer so we have some cancer energy in the mix with this new moon in virgo which is about blank slates it's about new opportunities and especially since it's in a mutable earth sign understanding that it's always the right time to start something new i feel like we get attached to like certain like narratives that we feel like okay but it's not the best time to change it or i'm too old to change it or how are people going to react if i just pop out a whole new person tomorrow and like they're like where'd the old you go like i just talked to you last week who was this person like understanding there's always an opportunity for us to change and shift and so i was really getting for this new moon is new forms or new relationships of self-care and also personal and mental organization as we step into a period of more responsibility because what empress just said like i feel like we're entering a level of more commitment holistically like you know she described perfectly mind body and spirit right and our business financially it's like holistic as well-rounded as possible so as we're stepping into a time of increased work ethic increased productivity and being asked to you know support projects people and organizations right Virgo is being of service so if we're being asked to be of service more to other people how can we remediate that energy by also being of increased service to ourselves we're shifting into the harvest season soon right which is marked by like the um like going into Libra season, right? The equinox. So as we prepare to shift into Libra season, Virgo is all about getting prepared for this harvest, right? It's a it's an important time for us to prepare for increased physical and mental activity. And it's really crucial for us to be allies and a support system to ourselves during this time and to actually serve as a mother to ourselves. Here we have Virgo to me, which is like the um, archetype of the mother. Like I know cancer symbolizes, you know, literally motherhood and pregnancy. But when you think about what makes up a mother, you know, someone who can be a little bit critical or who is honest or who is of service to you and dedicated and devoted to you. I feel like these are the two signs in the Zodiac that to me really speak to, you know, cancer is the mother herself, but Virgo is like the character traits of the mother. So how can we be a good mother to ourselves? As a lot of us as adults, we're realizing that growing up comes with like reparenting both the masculine and feminine aspects of ourselves. And this is what this new moon in Virgo is about. It's doing the things that we may not want to do, but need to do for our highest good. And for a lot of us, I feel like y'all been hearing me say this throughout the summer because I know I've said it a lot, but it's like, this is the point where you got to just bite the bullet. For a lot of people, it really translates very literally to organizing your home and setting up your home for success. It's very difficult. I'm a Mercury in, in Capricorn in the first house. I overthink a lot. It's very difficult to think clearly, to be productive, and to actually get quality sleep in a cluttered space, in a place that makes you anxious and overstimulated, especially if you're a very sensitive, empathic person. You're self is going to seep into your space and your space is going to seep into yourself. It's like a reciprocal thing. And all of those things, 
thinking clearly, productivity, and quality sleep are really going to be needed of you during Virgo season if you want to actually have longevity. And although it might feel counterproductive, it's like, well, I'm already so busy, you're going to ask me to spend a whole day cleaning? Yeah, <laughs> because if, if you're already feeling busy, imagine what adding more to your plate is going to cause to living in disorder and disarray. It's only going to, your environment is only going to reflect your mental state even more. So it's like some of us have the ability to pay someone to do that. Empress and I talked about that early in the summer. Some people who are now at a higher state of financial abundance, it no longer makes sense to invest your time into cleaning your house or mowing your lawn. So pay someone, delegate the responsibility. But if you don't have that luxury, yes, then it's time to really bite the bullet and do that now because it's like, it's really about energetic focus during Virgo season. And so lastly, it reminded me of my AP history teacher in high school. He was also our track coach. And so he would bring a lot of his philosophies that he would observe and track into the classroom. And he said that his athletes were actually like they always had better grades in season, although most people would think that they had better grades out of season because they had more time. But he would say, no, since everything it demanded a lot of time from them, everything had to be structured and organized. So they would actually take study hall to do their homework or they um how to do homework as soon as they got home because they needed to go to sleep early because they had a track meet in the morning. So it's like, think about how sometimes structure and organization can be the key to success when we have a lot more on our plate. So during Virgo season, use this new moon to orient new intentional opportunities for rest, for self-care, for eating well, like meal prepping is very essential, especially what Empress just said about our digestive system. It's like adding stress to that is only gonna either make you um, pick like foods that are calming that stress and then hurting your digestive system more, or just not having the time to cook like nutritious meals. So like meal prepping is very important during this Virgo season. And also checking in with loved ones, make time to call your friends, to spend time with your family. Um, so that way you don't feel burnt out with these added responsibilities. So that's what I have for this new moon in Virgo. I think it's a beautiful, beautiful time, but a lot of us really need to get organized, especially in our space so that our minds can be organized because Virgo's ruled by Mercury. It's a mind heavy season. So cancer is the home, you know, our environment. How can we organize our space to organize our mind and actually be more intentional in the actions that we take? Yes. Oh, my gosh. This. OK, this week is literally that analogy you just said with your track coach and how he noticed that when you have more that you're having to do, you have to be more structured and organized. You tend to get better results in the effectiveness of you know having to be accountable for those certain things in your daily habits in your daily routines and so i feel like this is what this week is it's like this week we're literally being energetically like we're energetically being um having a lot on our plate you know the universe is energetically putting so much on our plate to force us to have to build up one to this new moon in Virgo, which is going to be i think such a breakthrough into as a couple of you guys have said in the chat a whole new world for us as individuals but also as a collective because imagine a world of people that are more on their shit you know imagine a world of people that are more organized that are more structured imagine a world of more people that have generated self-value right 
a world where people treat others how they want to be treated. So I, I really feel like this is such a strong new moon for us to be experiencing um, in collaboration with all the energies from earlier on in the week that we've already been, you know, introduced to. And so with this new moon happening in Virgo, of course, this is the sun in Virgo conjunct the moon in Virgo. And so in the tarot, this is the sun in the helmet or the knight of pentacles energy conjunct the high priestess in the helmet or the knight of pentacles energy. And so this is getting us all the way together, honey. Okay. Um, like snap finger all the way together. And so the high priestess in the helmet is revealing what we do to light up our internal world. What do you do to light up your internal world? What do you do to understand yourself better emotionally, right? If you don't do anything to better understand yourself emotionally, how has that taken a toll on your relationship with yourself, with your divine feminine, with your divine masculine? This new moon is a time to address better cycles of introspection through dedicated effort, and organized service between yourself and the collective. And so essentially, this marks a new school year. Ding, 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 school's in session, okay? A new school year that we are putting ourselves through, right? So what classes do you need to enroll in, boo? Okay, what is your, what is your schedule looking like for the semester? What classes are you taking? What do you need to enroll in? Remember when, when you were in uni or, you know, when you're just in school and you have to pick your classes. When I'm, I remember being in uni and like, you have to log on at a specific time so that you can get a seat in this class, right? This is that energy, this new moon energy. We have three days to take the most advantage of this new moon energy. So within that three days, what are you enrolling yourself in, right? What does your schedule need to look like so that you are not overwalking yourself? So that you have time to relax as soul just mentioned whenever those track um whenever those athletes right knew that they needed to get to bed so that they could wake up for a track meet as soon as they got home they had to do their homework so that they could have that time to relax their body that time to allow their body to decompress and and get enough rest so that they can wake up and do what they needed to do at that track meet right so what are you going to, how are you going to design your schedule for this new moon in Virgo? What does your schedule need to look like so that you're not overwalking yourself? So that you have time to be able to relax while also being effective at keeping that organized schedule. What environment do you possibly need to stay away from or limit for the sake of your success, right? If someone is really taking this this energy seriously, I doubt that you're going to find them in the club right now. You know, I doubt that you're going to find them at their friend's house every single day. I doubt that you're going to find them at work after hours having their third beer with their co-workers when they need to go home and make dinner, right? So what environments do you possibly need to stay away from or limit for you to have success moving forward into this new world of introspection, into this new world of creating and generating that self-value and being able to have better forms of communication in your relationship with yourself and others for the sake of the partnership. 
prepare for a slow and steady semester. Don't try and rush it. We have the Knight of Pentacles here. So be, in sl be slow and steady with yourself. Take it step by step. Take it day by day. How do I need to set up my daily routine today? My daily schedule today, right? It's going to help you um, and it's going to pay off and improve your mental, physical, and spiritual health by doing so. So this is a really exciting time. It's getting us all the way together, but this new moon is about to be amazing. So we can all benefit so profoundly from this. Um, I love this, but let's go on to Sunday to close out this amazing week. So that was beautiful. And I'm excited to talk about Sunday as well. Just very quickly, I have to address an intuitive download that I got. I feel like Empress, when you were talking, somebody in the room finally just made the connection like, holy shit, every tarot card represents a certain planet in the zodiac. I don't know why I feel like, I don't know if it's for someone <laughs> new in the audience, but it finally clicked that, wait a second, for every planet, for every aspect, for every sign, there's a tarot card that matches. Okay, this is how this system works. So I just feel like we've been talking about this, um, about having some sort of Q&A educational class about like, how does that work? How are the two systems developed? So the fact that Empress and I can like speak two different languages in a sense, and like still have a conversation between astrology and the tarot, they're actually more linked than, than most people would think. So I just felt like that intuitive. I I felt it like in my gut, like somebody really just made that connection. Like, wait a second, there's a card for every planet. There's a card for every sign. So that's on us. Well, you know, that's something that we'll plan and organize to have an educational session about how exactly does that work, right? When I say something in astrology and then Empress responds with the corresponding energy in the tarot. So that was just funny. I don't know who that was for, but you know who it was for if you're listening to this. But just had to say that before we close out with Sunday. Um, this is a beautiful, intense, intense day. And so the relationship between Virgo and Capricorn deals with determination and harvest. What we, we were just talking about, that this is the time preparing for the um, fall equinox, right? The harvest season. And Capricorn deals with a lot of this abundance, right? You harvest it so then you can enjoy the abundance of what it is that you um, grew during the year, what you were committed to during the year. And this is happening at 26 degrees, which is a Taurus degree. So the moon is going to be at 26 degrees, Virgo, and it's going to be trining Pluto retrograde in Capricorn on Sunday, August 28th. So the moon at 26 degrees Virgo, Pluto at 26 degrees Capricorn, and 26 degrees corresponds to Taurus. So this is this beautiful union of all three earth signs, right? Taurus is I have, Virgo is I analyze, and Capricorn is I utilize, right? This beautiful, beautiful union of all three earth energies. And this is about having discernment in supporting our transformation process, right? And so last night I saw this post on Instagram and my spirit told me to like save it, like you're gonna need it. And I'm like, okay, let me save it. I'm taking notes this morning. I was like, this is why I needed to save that post, right? Moon and Virgo trying Pluto and Capricorn. So I'm just gonna read it to you. Um, this is by Ebony Davis. She is a woman of many gifts and talents. She's a model, she's a healer. She does a lot of different beautiful things to offer to the collective. And so this is something that she wrote 
in like a stream of consciousness that I want to share with the collective. So definitely pay attention and, you know, like honor her, her thoughts and insights, because I feel like this is just such divine timing. So she said, the attacks on God's children are so strong right now. So important to not let lust, fear, greed, shame, guilt, anger, or scarcity drive your decision making at this time. Don't let boredom or stagnation drive you back to the same habits and patterns you've already transcended. Don't let Satan play you out of your blessing. Don't accept anything that requires you to operate outside of your integrity and what you know to be morally upright. Christ consciousness is indeed grounding. If you've ever been on an airplane while it's landing, you know that this is the most turbulent part. Satan will offer you 99% of the exact thing that you want, but ask you to compromise on that 1%. That 1% is God. Walk away. No, actually run. Run away. And if it meets your worldly desires, but it does not meet your spiritual ones, leave it alone. You will be held accountable. So I just think that was a beautiful word. I want to kind of keep it with that so that y'all can reflect on what she said. And I know that it was very significant because as Empress is going to talk about, uh, Capricorn relates to the devil card and the tarot. It speaks to our attachments. It speaks to our addictions. So if we feel like we have to be attached to a certain outcome that requires us to compromise our integrity, there has to be another way. There has to be a different outcome. Virgo is about purity. Virgo is about integrity. So how do we get to where we want using discernment as a vehicle for our transformation? So that's what I have for Sunday, Empress. You can take us home. That was so beautiful. Oh my goodness. That was like snapping fingers energy. Like I love how, um, <laughs> I love how Denise was like snap fingers, Jamaican air horn. And in my head, I'm like, pew, 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 pew. like literally, um, that's what that felt like to just listen. So thank you so much for being obedient and sharing that. I really think that that highlights the energy, not only of the week, but of today and how powerful this trine is in just ending out this amazing transformational week for us all. Um, so with the moon in Virgo, trining Pluto retrograde in Capricorn, in the tarot, this is the high priestess in the hermit or the knight of pentacles energy, trining judgment uh, in the reverse, in the devil energy or the queen of pentacles. So the hermit and the devil, which the hermit represents Virgo energy and the devil represents Capricorn, are two energies that you cannot hide from because they found comfort in the dark and become a source of illumination within it, right? If you look at both of these cards, there are always dark hues associated with them. They're always in a predominantly dark place. And so you can't hide in the dark. You can't hide secrets from these energies, right? Um, and so this trine is kind of like, the visual I got was like from the Incredibles. <laughs> Um, remember Edna Mode with the dark hair, literally the bob cut that created their suits. She got on the table and um, I think the mom was like crying because she's like, I don't know what he's been doing behind my back. And she just slapped her in the face and was like, pull yourself together. Right. 
And so that's the visual that I was essentially getting that this trine is literally like a last effort for this week to be like, pull it together, pull all this energy together, pull all of the lessons that you've learned this week together, pull all of that internal introspective energy that you are not able to understand or that you can understand that higher self, look, pull it all together, right? Especially after a week like this, there is the potential for salt and self-reflections and truths from others potentially to leave critical analysis of how you've used your time right? And what you did and what you did not do to make your situation or circumstance better than it is right now. But that is not a valid excuse for evading things like revival, things like rebirth, things like awakening in your life with the judgment and reverse here. And so judgment in the reverse causes us to reflect on the cause from our higher self that we've ignored, the cause from divine that we've possibly ignored. Your transformation is very much here in the present moment, just as Soul mentioned, right? And this is a signal to stop letting it pass you by, possibly due to addictions that have a deep hold on you. When we're dealing with Capricorn, we're dealing with the deepest level of earth, right? When we deal with the devil, we're dealing with those deep addictions that have a hold on you, like I just mentioned. And so the judgment in the devil also brings a focus to parts of yourself that you're possibly ashamed of sharing, that you're possibly wanting to hide in the dark, right? You're wanting to keep in the shadows. And so this can also be places, this can be spaces where you feel more comfortable allowing your shadow self to be in charge with the judgment in the devil, right? I'm going to intentionally go to this place where I can allow my shadow self to be in charge and I don't feel like I have to hold myself accountable, right? Instead of letting your higher self help bring you out of those situations. Just, I love what you just said. When you said Ebony was mentioning about, you know, when something's trying to take you away from God, run away. Like, you know, whenever something is trying to keep you from being in full ownership of your energy and and, um, pursuing that divine purpose and alignment with God, that's something that you should be running away from. And so with the Knight and the Queen of Pentacles trining one another for today's forecast, the energies of your higher and lower self can flow more freely between each other and communicate in that more harmonious way by taking steps to understand what your higher self is calling you to, as well as what your shadow self feels that it has to protect you from. What is your shadow self trying to protect you from? What is what does it feel it needs to keep from you um, in the form of an addiction, right? By welcoming this process of seeing that free flow that can happen between your higher self's calling and possibly what that shadow self is protecting you from, you will also bring light to dark spaces within your subconscious. Therefore, allowing your higher and lower self to coexist in the same space in your body which is a pentacle right which is that element which is the suit of earth that's gonna ground you and give you more power over your life in this world in this realm right so this is a really beautiful way to end the week i'm gonna go ahead and just stop it there that's all i really had to say 
so much going on, but I believe this is so, this is so powerful. And I'm so, so appreciative for all of us having this space together where we can talk about this cosmic energy before it's happening, because this really gives us an advantage in terms of being able to create uh, an, an even more airtight plan about how we're going to move forward intentionally with maintaining our self-value, with working on our sense of self-value, with being able to come into that sense of introspection without judging our, our shadow self, without trying to hide from ourselves in a sense, right? While also being able to be open to embracing that balance with Mercury and Libra, balancing the scales of justice between the two to help us to grow into this new world that we're wanting to bring about as a collective with Uranus going retrograde in Taurus, especially when it comes to our value systems and the values that society wants us to place. Thank you all for joining us for another episode of Astro Tea. We really enjoyed your energy so, so much and look forward to seeing you next week, Sunday. Be sure to play the song of this week, Like I Do by Christina Aguilera featuring Gold Link. And check out our link tree to go ahead and join our email list. You can order your Astro Tea journal over there, send a love donation if you feel led, and even book a consultation with the two of us. Um, go ahead and follow us on Astro Tea here on Clubhouse and Instagram to catch up between episodes. We love you all so, so much and have a terrific week.